Hey friends, welcome back to the One With Friends podcast. We are alone today. We are. All alone. All alone. Just the two of us. <laughs> we can make it if we try. <laughs> but separately. Yeah. <laughs> We're making it, y'all. We're making it work. We're making it happen. The reason we didn't ask any friends to be with us was because we thought the list was a different episode. <laughs> we sure did. <laughs> so we have prepared our list for a future episode where the friends all have their own lists of celebrities. Celebrity crushes. Or, yeah. Yeah, that's... Yeah, that's the PG way of saying yeah. yes. <laughs> what the list is for. So we're ahead of schedule we are. <laughs> for that episode are. in our prep time. Um, so this is a completely different episode, unofficially known as the one with the mocklet. Yes. But why don't you give us the official everything? Yeah, so this week we watched the one titled The One with the List. Mm-hmm. Rachel makes a painful discovery concerning Ross... While Monica's new boss gives her an impossible task. Oof. So if you guys remember the last episode, Ross and Rachel finally kissed. Finally. So just bringing it all back. Yes, that is accurate. So the soft open, I really enjoyed the quiet streets of New York Yeah. as a soft open. I feel like we always see New York hustle and bustle, which it is a busy city. Right. But it was kind of nice to see like... The quiet side of New York. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did for, you enjoy it for like a New York lover? Oh, yeah. Because, you know, it's got the title, like the city that never sleeps. And right. it does sleep. I mean, obviously people sleep, but <laughs> <laughs> that was dumb. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I get what you mean. It's not very often that it looks quiet like that. Yeah, for sure. And the soft open is really navigating the difference between guys and girls. Oh, it is. The girls go real hard. It, yeah, but can I can I just point out one thing I th- I found very funny? Okay, is as soon as Rachel. Wonder, oh, it's not the same. As soon as Rachel tells um, Ross and Ross and Phoebe, uh, Monica and Phoebe. Yeah, like Monica, who is this very put together, like type A, like mm-hmm. personality, like very obsessive almost to a fault. Yeah. She goes nuts and she's like, "Oh my gosh, tell us, tell us, tell us, tell us all this stuff." Meanwhile, Phoebe is like asking all the questions and being very direct and, like, I want to know the answers. And it's just, like, the difference in their personalities. Like, it's like they flip-flopped for a minute. You're so right. It was... I just... It was the first thing I noticed. I was surprised that they didn't go harder and longer in the direction and make her explain more and her feelings. Like, how do you feel about that? And, like, to make the difference even more substantial. Yeah. Yeah. Even though it was, I mean, they asked all the questions, they freaked out. They're like, don't start without me. It's like, you're literally 10 feet. You can hear everything I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that's a great observation about their personalities. I hadn't thought of that. Yeah. Um, I have a question for you. Yes. Soft kiss or a have you now kiss? Per Phoebe's question. <laughs> <laughs> like, which one would I prefer? Yeah. You personally. Oh, gosh. Probably a soft kiss. Okay. What about you? I'm the opposite. Okay. <laughs> Good to know. Um, okay. That so... speaks a lot to our personality, so I think. <laughs> it really does. Um, so that's it for the soft open. Then we get into the bulk of the episode. And it starts off with some old tech. Old ancient computers where Chandler only really plays games on. Yeah. So I found out his computer is a Compact Contura 4 slash 25 CX. 
That thing was massive. It's so chunky and the screen was so small. Yeah, it just, ugh. Yeah, it's it's hard seeing that old tech. I'm and, so glad we've graduated from that. Yeah, like the screen takes up the entire like top part. Yeah. And it's so thin. And, and like the base of it is like light a brick. Weight. Yeah. It's like so thick. It reminds me of like the old like game boys where it's like this huge yeah. brick that you're, I don't know. Yeah, no, I get it. Carrying around with you. Um, what I think is interesting is Ross comes in and he is essentially, he's torn because all the friends were like, isn't this a good thing? You are like you and Rachel. And he is obviously having to navigate the fact that he has just cheated on his girlfriend. Right. Reality has set in that like, Hey, yes good for me and Rachel, but... Like, yes, we had a romantic moment, but I have a girlfriend who literally is in my apartment when I get home. And now I have to pay the piper. Yes, yes. (laughs) But I think it's interesting because he's like, I mean, I've wanted Rachel... He's like, I've wanted Rachel for 10 years. And I just had a thought that I think it's really ironic that we have to wait 10 years throughout 10 seasons of Friends to have them actually, like, be together. Yeah. I just think it's, it's ironic. It's good writing. It's good writing, though. It is. Like, I, I don't know if that was intentional. I don't but... think it was intentional. Yeah. But I thought it was very ironic. I was like, he pined for 10 years, and then we have to suffer through 10 Ugh, years of their back so and annoying. forth, whatever. Yeah. Okay, but when Julie walks in... Yeah. Her hair, mm. guys, her hair is terrible. Yeah. Like, it's it's short, but it, it almost looks like it's, like, just on her face. <laughs> like, I don't even know how to describe it. It's just so hideous. And it's, like, spiky, the way she yeah. styles it with, like... Yeah. It's it's not, like, a smooth... It's, it's just not it's pretty. It's got, like... Yeah. Oops, sorry. That's okay. Yeah. It's it's not a great look. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. So, then, before the scene ends, Phoebe gets up to sing a song... Did you notice that when she did that, where Rachel sat, it positions Ross in between the two girls? Yeah, yeah. One, it's easy for, cam- like, camera shots, and it makes it very, like, Rachel sitting there, like, and right behind her is Ross. Yeah. And Julie's just oblivious completely. And Julie's, like, none the wiser that anything... But the song is hilarious. So funny. Like, if Phoebe does anything <laughs> right, it's getting the most... Making the most situations... Making that situations the most awkward... She calls people on their crap oh, in she her does. songs. She and does. it's amazing. But I love how she gave like like Betty and Neil, but then she couldn't come up with a name for Julie, so she called her Newly. <laughs> like the new uh... Julie. <laughs> uh, and funny. she kept like, I can't stress enough how like made up this is or whatever. Yeah. Like it was <laughs> But then he like, must decide. <laughs> he must decide. <laughs> But then the like awkward like zoom in on Ross's face. He looked so, he looked constipated. He, <laughs> he looked so uh, uncomfortably so awkward. Yeah. Like not just awkward in the sense of like oh my gosh I do have to make a decision, but so uncomfortably awkward. Yeah. Like he wasn't properly having like he needed to go eat some prunes. Yeah. To get his bowels moving. Ugh. <laughs> do you remember doing that as a kid? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and moving on. <laughs> Um, we had a little teaser. We did. In this screen, um, in this scene, screen, okay. <laughs> in this scene, um, as he was presenting Mocklet. Yeah. To, I thought I was being really clever. We both did. Yeah. 
In reading the binders. In reading the binders behind, we're like, ooh, we're going to do like a behind grab of like something fancy that they're like pitching. And so we both wrote down pistachios. Yeah. And then it totally got ruined when it shows up in the tag later. We're like, yeah. oh, we weren't mm-hmm. that clever. It's it's just foreshadowing. <laughs> yeah, but whatever. But oh well. But okay, before we go away from the scene, because it's really... It's, it's short. It's, it's and a short. It's obvious. Yeah. And um, there's nothing really... The Statue do. of Liberty lamp that was on his desk... I wanted that. That thing was sweet. Really? Yeah. Okay. Because it, it was Lady Liberty's hand. Right. Like, holding the light. The little flame. Yeah. I mean, I don't know that the light is really my style. I know. I'm like, I know you love New York, but I can't I don't know. I just really like... I don't know. I liked it. I thought it looked cool. Maybe if you have an office someday. Maybe instead of, like, the, the way that the, the, like, mesh was over the light bulb, maybe if it was an actual flame. Like, it looked like the flame instead. Not like a, a literal fire okay. flame, but like... <laughs> That's a really intense... So, anyways, we were talking <laughs> way like too much about a light bulb. Gas propane <laughs> tank for your lamp on your desk. <laughs> uh, um, okay, so that's it for that scene. We cut to um, Joey and Chandler's apartment. And Ross is like, I have to make a decision, blah, blah, blah. Joey isn't helpful at all. No. He recommends a threesome as yeah. the only way to... Honestly, Joey in this whole scene is like a little child. He, Yeah, he can't stop touching the computer. He's yep. distracted. Yeah. He offers a threesome as a solution. Yeah, it's like it's like wrangling children. Yeah. Yeah. And Chandler has a recommendation of, of pro-con list. Now, what I think is interesting... So Ross makes a, pro- a list of pros and cons between Julie and Rachel. In the movie Along Came Polly... Featuring Jen Aniston, mm-hmm. Ben Stiller makes a list to decide between Aniston and Deborah Messing. Wow. So she's in two like different shows where like she gets Apparently she gets lists. She gets her. listed. It's like a Ooh. thing that like you got listed. Sorry, Jennifer. Um have you ever made a pro con list? Oh yeah. Are you a pro con really? Like You're uh, a pro conner? I <laughs> Wait, what? It's been a while since I've made pro a pro con list. But yeah, I, I used know. to. Like when, mostly like in high school and like as I was first in college, like mm-hmm. trying to decide, because that was one of the things like guidance counselors would tell you, like make a pro con list, like this school or this school and like that type of stuff. So hmm. I used to. Yeah. Okay. Did they ever actually work? No. Why have you stopped? Because I didn't work <laughs> for the reasons you just said. Um, I guess I just haven't really had anything in my life where I need a pro con list okay. at this point. Yeah. Like maybe in the future, if I like change jobs, if I have two offers I might do a pro con list. Okay. But yeah. I I get the point of them. I see why they're how they can help, but mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. So you're obviously not one. I have never written a pro con list ever in my life. Yeah. I don't I already think way too much up here. Like I don't even I don't need to write down what I'm already thinking. Well see that I think that's why I write it down because I'll go back and forth. It's like, oh like well this is why I should go. This is why I shouldn't go and like Sometimes, like, I always battle, like, I can cancel everything out. Mm. So if I write it all down, then I can see, okay, see this it. one, there's actually more pros to this one than cons. Mm. And, like, Interesting. does the con outweigh this one? So. Yeah. All right. Anywho. This up to the pro-con listers. <laughs> can we can we comment how Chandler wanted to we color can. coordinate the list? Oh, he was so excited. He was so excited. He's like, we can make this red and we can make this green. Different and fonts. I was like... Does that computer have the capability to do all these fancy things? Oh, yeah. But he did say that it has Excel capabilities, like, built in before, like, Google Docs was a thing. And it was a type of form. I don't know. Yeah. Okay, but he starts making the list. Mm -hmm. And then 
quickly is like, do you guys just want to play Doom? <laughs> <laughs> like, gets so sidetracked. It's like, let's just play a game. Now Chandler is the child. Yeah. Because all of a sudden he's in the middle of the list. He got excited for a minute and now he's bored and he wants to play a video game. Yeah. Which Doom... Have you ever played Doom? I have no idea what that game is. It's So it's probably not the best game to have played as a child, but um, I played it. Maybe that's why you like True Crime Podcasts. <laughs> Gr- maybe. But granted, I grew up with three older brothers, so ah, they would yes. play games all the time. Mm-hmm. And this was one of the games they would play. And so I naturally would play it too. But it was a, it was a shooting game. Oh. Not like Grand Theft Auto, like maybe in comparison, but it was like you were in... I don't know, you were in, like, a dungeon-type thing, and you had to, like, go around and, like, kill these monsters, basically. Mm-hmm. It was interesting. I loved... I loved it. Okay. It was fun to play. But it was, like, one of those things, as, like, the little sister, all my brothers would be away at school, and, like, I would get to do what they didn't let me do when they yeah, were home. Yeah, right. So that's so probably play. why I really liked it, yeah. Yeah, for sure. But, yeah. So, back to the list. Yeah, any notes about that? The only one I has as the obvious, like, the con for... Yeah, I just thought it was, like, he was so quick. He was very quick. So quick to mention all the things about Rachel that were a con. Um, And then they're like, all right, Julie. Well, she's not Rachel. Yeah. And you're like, okay, I feel for you, but, like, why did you just make a list of terrible things about Rachel? I know, it was really bad. Which we will definitely get to. Yeah, we'll get to. So we cut to Mocklet. Yeah. The taste test between her friends. And I have to say kind of as like a fun fact at one point phoebe is mentioning that it doesn't sound very thanksgiving thanksgiving e right and she was like well the pilgrims made this chocolate chip cookie or you know like the pilgrims used to serve like in order to get phoebe on board yeah so season two is the only season where the group does not enjoy plan or sit down to a thanksgiving holiday meal together that's so sad yeah the holiday is only briefly referred to in this episode when monica is obviously at her job interview and then later when she's trying to come up with recipes for the mocklet chocolate huh and it's like friendsgiving is what like they kind of become known for yeah every show kind of has the one holiday that they celebrate every year and thanksgiving is always a friends thing yeah that's um interesting. i never knew that yeah, so season two is the only one, and this is the only hint that we get towards it at all. Wow. But. It's a, it's a good fact. Yeah, so the, the girls are really mad at her, because they're like, why would you allow me to put this in my mouth? <laughs> right, because so it bad. was terrible. Because when she put it in her mouth in the interview, it, like, f- bubbled. Yeah, oh. And she's like. And crumbled. Should it do this? It bumbled, bubbled and crumbled. Yeah, like, ugh. And it wasn't FDA approved. Like, right. I don't know about you guys, but I would not put something in my mouth that's not FDA approved. <laughs> Anyways. Um, yeah. Okay, so then we go back to Chandler and mm-hmm. Joey's apartment. And Chandler's trying to print the list at this point, which it's not working. And then he gets sidetracked on the hotline talking about Star, <laughs> Star Trek. Trek. <laughs> Meanwhile, um, Ross walks in, kind of mopey, and Chandler, or Joey asks him, like, so did you do it? Like, did it happen? And he's like, yeah broke up with her yeah he definitely thinks it's the right thing to do but he yeah. said the breakup was bad yeah she threw things it hit him yeah the breakdown was really exhilarating yeah from ross <laughs> <laughs> um but joey is like so pumped about so it excited when rachel comes in the door and like realizes because rachel hasn't heard from ross she's right. really confused and like every scene that we've seen so far with the two of them they're like kind of awkward like what what's mm-hmm. happening like they're walking on eggshells right so she walks in 
is is surprised that Ross is there. Joey looks way too excited. Very excited. To which Ross is trying to tell her I broke up with Julie and Joey just spits it out. Yeah, because he's like, he's like looking because he's like, he's like trying to, his face is like, tell her, tell her. But he's like looking back at her because she's like, what am I supposed to think? Like, and Joey is just like a little kid, just super excited. Like his parents are getting back together or something. Um, And I love like Chandler and Joey's like little hug. Oh, yeah. It's so sweet. It is really sweet. And Rachel's excited because Ross goes to get her coat because they're like, let's get out of this apartment with these two goons, like, looking over our shoulders. He goes to get her coat, and she's so excited. She, like, messes with the boys a little and then, like, finds the computer. So the computer's open, and she sees it. She sees her name. Chandler closes the computer. And as soon as he does, it prints. It starts printing, and they start freaking out. He's like, "It's printing! It's printing!" And Joey's like, "It's printing!" <laughs> they they both freak out very like big. So all Rachel saw was her name. She didn't notice anything else about it. So she knows that it has something to do with her. Yeah. So Ross comes back in. They talk. They they mention like, "Yeah, Rachel saw her name on my computer." Hmm. So then Ross makes up this dumb thing that Chandler was writing a story and Rachel was in it. And Joey recommends, why don't you, cause she's like, let me read it. And he's like, no, no, no. Let him read it out loud to you. Right. And Chandler looks so betrayed by Joey's suggestion. <laughs> he does. Yeah. But is that paper like single ply? Okay. Paper? It is because you can see through that it's two lists and Julie and Rachel are bolded Clearly on the list. Clearly. Honestly, seeable. My thought in this whole thing, and obviously they did it for funny context, but it's almost Thanksgiving. So, like, why not just say, oh, it's a Christmas list? Oh, my gosh. That would have been... Like, that would have been the... And then be like, I'm not going to tell you what's on here because it's your Christmas list. That's... Wow. But they're guys. They don't think about that. Isn't that what Monica says? Like, you would be so great the day after an emergency. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you thought that out pretty well because that is a solid recommendation. Yeah. Um, and as soon as she finds out what it is, the guys are all trying to explain. And as yep. soon as she goes, Ross, what is this? The guys are like, thank you. And they just book it. And like they, they had their out, out yeah. and they booked it out of that apartment so fast. Okay. I am interrupting our amazing conversation on this episode in order to highlight one of our new to us friends, Beth Hopwood. Not only did she leave an amazing review for us on Apple Podcasts, but she's also our very first financial supporter. So Beth, thank you so much for your kind words. Llewellyn and I are so thankful to have you in our friend community. And as we continue to expand our um, provisions and things we're providing for people, Um, When it comes to things like merchandise, we're going to have you on the short list to receive some freebies because we appreciate your early financial buy-in and your belief in our um, desire to do what we're doing with this podcast. So thank you so much, Beth. Now I will stop interrupting our conversation and let us get back to a um, riveting dialogue. (laughs) Thanks, Beth. So I feel like when she's reading that list, I just feel terrible for Rachel. 
It, yeah. And, like, we'll talk about that a little more, too, but, like, right. later. But to, like, see all of those things on a list and it's like, this is what you think of me. Yeah. 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 But we'll we'll get there. Yeah. It's just, I can, I definitely can see how she reacted the way she did. Oh, yeah. She had every... Even as right too. sometimes, like, dramatic and whiny as she is sometimes, like, this is a... She's got a solid stance. Yeah. Where she's at. Um, is the very next scene the one where you see her in the apartment eating a, what is it, a tam-tam or something? I don't um, know what those are called. No, not yet. So they went to Central Park. Oh. It was a quick, like... And the friends are discussing it. Yeah, and that's where Monica was like, you would be great the day after an emergency. So, like, it really... And that's where they find out that the list was actually Chandler's idea. Uh-huh. It wasn't Ross's, so they get, like, mad at him for that. Yeah. But... Then it goes back to Monica's apartment. Okay. She's sitting there eating her feelings. The chocolate ice cream's on the counter. Like, she's got right. the cookies in her hand. It's raining, of yeah. course. pouring outside. Because it has the whole episode, pretty much. Right. And then we see, in the background, the big windows open. Mm-hmm. And we see somebody climbing the, the ladder. And it's Ross. It's in rough. the pouring down rain. With his broken umbrella. Broken umbrella. Two papers in his hand. Mm-hmm. That I don't know how they aren't, like, crumbly and... Cr- and Falling apart. falling apart. You can't keep those straight. Like, they're soaking wet. But he's made a prose list. Yeah. And he's shouting at her through the window, like, let me in and I can tell you the prose. I will say his pro list is actually very sweet. Oh, it was. So sweet. It was so sweet. What's interesting, though, is that one of the items on Ross's list of her good qualities is how great you are with Ben. So, ironically, in every subsequent story where Rachel is like tasked with watching Ben um, and all the way through season seven, we learn that she knows nothing about babies. She holds Ben quote unquote, like a bomb. And generally she's never been around babies since the time she was one. Yeah. So it's like, it's really funny that that's a good quality, but like she, she really is not good. She's not, she's not. So it's just kind of ironic, but the list is very sweet. And as he's shouting she closes the curtains and disappears into her room like she's not going to sit around and listen right but the friends walk in they all walk in they come in from wherever they're from coming from and can i see that say that like phoebe's uh coat is very phoebe oh 100 it's like a white coat with some like all blue... of their coats were so perfect for them i only paid attention to phoebe's <laughs> okay. because it was like butterfly outline like in a pattern up the coat. And I feel like it matched her umbrella. We didn't see the full umbrella, but like the umbrella had similar colors. The coloring. Yeah. Yeah. They definitely did a good job, I think, with Phoebe because it was yeah. it was great. But then we really get into like the gist of the argument. So they let him inside. They hear it and they're like, what are you doing? And he's like, just let me in. Yeah. Like, and so will you open the window. <laughs> he comes in, goes to her door, her bedroom door, and she opens it and um, they start talking about, you know, this list and making the pros list. And mm-hmm. at this point, it's like everything Rachel said made so much sense. And it's like you almost you're like, no, I'm definitely team Rachel in this moment because Ross, everything like she mentions, everything you wrote down is like what I would say to myself, like all the worst things I would ever think, think about, about myself. myself. You put down and you're you, you not only think them, too. Yeah, but. Right. But you're the most, like, the most important, like, trustworthy person that I know. And then you use that against me as yeah. a reason to not like me. Yeah. yeah. Ross is very much in the wrong here. Oh, he is. And she even goes on, you know, he even goes on to say, like, something about, well, you, like, 
what like it doesn't matter what you would put on your list like i would never yeah, there's like, nothing not she could be, write right that, that would ever make me not want to be with you and she's like well that's the difference ross mm-hmm. i wouldn't make a list and then she closes the door <laughs> hum zinga okay uh, a little thing i have about this piece of the scene is yeah. when ross comes in after getting completely drenched by the rain he's soaking wet in one scene completely dry in the next and then damp in the next scene. That and happens. his hair also changes throughout the entire scene. That's Just funny. like continuity error. Well, that kind of happened in the interview scene, too. There was a lot of, like, panning back and forth. Like, when it was on the guy and then it came back to Monica, she'd have it in her hand. But then when it was, like, a different angle, it'd be on the counter mm. and then it'd be in her hand. And I'm like, are you just picking, picking it up and <laughs> setting it down? Like, <laughs> I noticed that, too. It's just those little things that I feel like with time, like, people have gotten better at catching. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, so at one point she yells at the friends, like, don't leave. Like, they were about to try and sneak out when it was really getting heated. And then, of course, Joey makes, like, a little funny comment of, like, I never know what to say. Like, oh, probably a little bit longer. Yeah. (laughs) Ross Ross gives him a death glare. Yeah. Uh. So then after that scene wraps, we go back to Mocklet, and it's not approved. But before he tells her he's there, it's not approved by the FDA, she is... Just pointing out the fact that the quantities in her recipes may seem really tiny yeah, for what she's making, but it's probably because of how horrible the mocha oh, is. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's like one tablespoon, even though it was four cups of coconut. Right. Yeah. That's a bad ratio. Although all you. the desserts on that plate looked chocolate. Oh, they did. She probably used real chocolate. She had, like, she had to have. She's a good chef. Like, she wouldn't compromise Ugh. anything she makes. Yeah, for sure. So he he pretty much is like, yeah, it didn't get approved, and it's, you know, bad. Like, you but, didn't eat a lot of it, did you? But here's your check, <laughs> and on, on on your way you go. Yeah. So she, I mean, at least she got paid. She got paid. For yeah. her work, so. It's not a long-lasting job, but she got paid. Yeah. It's not a long-lasting scene either, because then we go right back to Ross, and the high is back in full force. And that's pretty much all I wrote about that scene. <laughs> Such a quick little nugget. And you didn't have anything either. No, I didn't. So the next thing I have is when we're back in Rachel and Monica's apartment, she's on the windowsill. Okay, can I just say that I love that bay window? Okay, the thing I noticed is that she has only sat on that sill twice. Yeah. And they've both been when they're sort of alluding to or foreshadowing or... um trying to move the Ross Rachel story in a certain direction. And it's always been when they're both sappy and they're both looking out the window when it's raining. Yeah. Well, I get that. So it's like the only two times they've used that sill so far is for Rachel when she's Ross mopey. Yeah. But I, I love windows like ropey (laughs) ropey. I'm sorry. Yeah. (laughs) But yes, it is a, it is a a great window window. seat though. Um, okay. But then, then they get a phone call. From Ross. From Ross. Monica mm-hmm. picks it up and asks her to do one thing for him. And she said, yeah, of course. So then she gets up, turns the radio on. She's like, you want to listen to some music? Mm-hmm. Rachel's, sure. Okay. So she turns it on and then stands in her, like, doorway. Mm-hmm. And the new, the radio station comes on and says, like, this is a request for a Rachel Green. And Ross just wants you to know how sorry he is. And then mm-hmm. plays this song. So we think it's going well, because Rachel kind of, like, her expression is kind of like, it feels like she's letting it go a little bit. Mm. She turns the phone, makes a phone call, pans back to Ross. 
song cuts off. The lady on the radio was Mid-song. like, so Rachel just called us Ross. <laughs> and and how dare you? So if you're out there, I don't want to play your song. Yeah. <laughs> so to all the couples that will make it. And then they say some stupid thing about this girl that hit her boyfriend with her car. And, and wants, her to, wants him to forgive uh, her. Yeah, it was bad. Yeah. So then we get to the tag. Monica has no morals and she needs money. Yep. So she is back in the office. Of this mock chocolate person. To sell... The fish, fish, pistachios, fish, pistachios, pistachios. That's a hard word to say. It is. Well, it should never be said. Yeah. Where instead of pistachios, they're made of fish parts. Ugh. Fish and bits. I think is what he said. I think so too. Which is gross. But the way I was gonna say that, I was like, oh. So he tries to get her to take one, and he first says, "Wait, are you allergic to anything?" And she's like, "Well, cat hair." And he immediately oh. goes, yeah, you probably shouldn't have these. Well, he goes, oh, sorry. Like, why would there oh. need to be cat hair in there? Ugh. That's so gross. Anyways. Um, okay, so it. that wraps up the episode. Yeah. One quick fact. The table for the table reading for this episode was the same day as the OJ verdict. Oh, really? And creator uh, Marta Kaufman was asked her opinion, and she mistook the question for her opinion of the episode, not the verdict. <laughs> Oh, oh no. But I don't know her response. Oh, but I just, re- but that's just, that's the only info I have on it. Well, it's interesting, like, fun fact that, I mean, I don't really know if it's a fun fact, but um, years later, the episode, or the Netflix Netflix thing show. Has David Swimmer, Swimmer in, it. in it. Yep. So, have you watched that? I have not. I have it on my list. Yeah. It's just one, one of those I'm like, to, I don't but... want to get into it yet. Yeah. All right, so that wraps up our episode. Now we're going to go to the episode rating system, and I see that you actually have something on here, so while you're discussing your opinion, I'm going to think what mine is. Yeah, so in this one, I decided to choose how you doing. Mm. Um, so it's not, like, high, but it's not, it's above mid. So um, I think this is obviously an episode that kind of moves the storyline forward. It is important with the whole Ross and Rachel dynamic. Mm-hmm. Um and I, I mean, I think I've mentioned before, I'm not one that, like, really cares about Ross and Rachel all that much. We They're have not mentioned my favorite it. couple. We'll probably mention it every time we talk about yeah. it moving the story. Like, right, <laughs> right. But they are a big part of the show, so, like, we can't not right. talk about them. Right. Um, but I am one for, I love episodes that are grittier, in a sense. Like, they, they don't just, it's not just all sunshine and rainbows. Like, they do talk about topics that are, like, important real. and real. Mm-hmm. And so I really enjoy when sitcoms like this can inter- interweave that with the comedy. Mm-hmm. And I thought they did a pretty good job at this one. Like it was a serious topic, but like with the whole interview process as well, like it kind of kept the lightheartedness. Yeah. And with using all of the friends, like if this was very Rachel and Ross heavy, but they were able to intermit like the funny with Joey and Chandler and with Monica and Phoebe. So I thought it was just a good all-around episode, mm-hmm. um, and it does move it forward with their, like, plot line as well, so that's why yeah. I gave it a how you doing. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Um, can we stop real quick and mention that I just saw in your notes that a guy requesting a song on the radio, you've always wanted that? Oh, I forgot I wrote that. Yeah. <laughs> what, what do you mean by that? Okay, like, back and why in am the, I the one bringing it up? Back in the day, like, when, um, like, I've seen that on other shows where they've people have requested, like, songs or whatever, but... Not that the radio is very popular much anymore, but I don't know. I've always thought it's like kind of a romantic thing for a guy to like mm. request a song for you. Okay. So, yeah. So any guys you. out there? 
Uh, that'd be really hard now because I don't listen to the radio at yeah, all. Yeah, I don't either. So you'd have to let me know. To yeah, listen. like, hey, listen to the radio like, from 11.23 to 11.26. Yeah. Okay, that's anyway, a good point. Okay, that gave me systems. a few. Yeah, back to our rating. Um, I'm going to give it... Ooh, I really want to give it what you gave it, but I think I'm going to be just a little bit different. Yeah. I'm going to give it a seven, seven, seven. Oh, you went above me? I went above you. That never happens. Um, You're right. It never does. The reason I did was because not only was it a moving forward piece for Ross and Rachel, but it also was a little bit of a move forward for Monica with the fact that she hasn't had a job in quite some time, and yet we have not heard about it, and yet she lives in a New York City apartment. The girl needs a job. Right. So the idea that, like, there's no jobs anywhere, here's what I need to do, like, she had some interviews, like, yes, she had to work for a place that she wasn't necessarily gung-ho about, but she, sometimes you have to just do stuff that you don't want to do in order to make sure that you're good before you get a job that you want. So um, I think it moved that forward really well. Um, I think you're right. I love, I do also love when sitcoms have serious points in them and they address, like, big, real-life relational issues. Yeah. Um... And keep it lighthearted in the process, because um, that is real life. You yeah. know, people do those things. It's not just always fun and games. Right, and hilarity. So, um, like, you can't just always play Doom. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Although, now I wish I could play that again. Yeah, you're like, dang it. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what I, um, that's what I would rate it. Cool. Um, okay, so now that we're in kind of that post-show wrap-up, um, let's do our Recommend to a Friend segment. Yeah. Llewellyn, I see yours. Talk to us yes. about it. So um, I'm going to recommend Allegiant Airlines. Mm, okay. So they're a smaller airline company, kind of like Frontier, if you've ever flown on them. I have. Um, a lot recently. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I fly Allegiant a lot because... Most of their flights, actually, I think all of their flights are direct, nonstop flights. Mm-hmm. However, they don't fly out of everywhere and into everywhere. Yeah. Um, but one of the things that they're really good about is they usually pick airlines that are, or airports that are smaller. So, mm-hmm. like, for us, like, all I have to do is drive an hour, and then I can fly nonstop to where my mom lives, yeah. which is a smaller town in Florida, um, which is nice because it's one one-stop shop. Now they're not like they're not like fancy or anything right. by any means. Like they don't even have like a first class, right? And then everybody else. Um, but they're I mean they're they're clean. They're they're not like super crowded, which is nice. Um, it's a good airline, so I recommend that if you have one near you, and they're always cheaper. Mm-hmm. They're like known as one of the cheapest airlines. Yeah. So if you have one near you, you should definitely check it out. And fly them because you'll probably save a couple hundred dollars. And during COVID, I've flown them during COVID and they're super clean and super respectful of like space and all that. So if you're looking for a flight and you haven't flown since COVID started, they're a good one to go with. Nice. Awesome. My recommendation is a podcast. Podcast? Yes. The true crime podcast? (laughs) It is not. It is a podcast that you would loathe entirely. Yeah, you're right. Um, I recently discovered this on, I, I know most of our listeners are on Spotify. I just love the format of Apple podcasts. So oh, I found yeah, it same. as like a, you might like on my Apple podcasts and it's called the office ASMR. Explain please. So what it is, is, you know, when you go to bed, you want to binge watch shows. Yeah. Like right before you go to bed. 
but screens are really bad for you right before you go to bed. Right. So, um, but there's also a lot of podcasts out there that tell you like facts about the episodes and they recap kind of like what we're doing where you're sharing some facts, telling stories. Like I want to be awake for those. Right. But I also want the office before I go to bed. So this ASMR is this guy who just, he's watching an episode and then as he's watching, he's in a really like low voice explaining to you what's happening in the episode. So I set my, I set my timer, my sleep timer for 15 minutes it gets me through about half an episode, and I fall asleep every time before it's over. Wow. And I love it. So the Office ASMR podcast, highly recommend to a friend. All right. That's Except for Luella. I will not listen to. <laughs> recommend okay. to every other friend. Um, no, but if you have trouble sleeping or just um, love The Office and want to have something that you can listen to without watching a screen before you go to bed, recommend. There you go. So um, that is a wrap for this episode. Next week, we're going to cover the one with Phoebe's dad. Yes. Mm -hmm. All right. So we will catch you guys next week on the One with Friends podcast. <laughs>